Friends, I realized this morning that there is a significant chunk of the scripture lesson missing in your bulletin. So I invite you to listen to the story from John's gospel, chapter 18, verses 12 through 27. Immediately preceding this story, we have the scene in the Garden of Gethsemane. And the religious officials have come and they have arrested Jesus and Peter has tried to defend Jesus with the sword. He cuts off someone's ear and is rebuked by Jesus, and that's where our story picks up. So the soldiers, their officer, and the Jewish police arrested Jesus and bound him. First, they took him to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest, that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jews that it was better to have one person die for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he went in with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter was left standing outside the gate. So the other disciple who was known to the high priest went out, spoke to the woman who guarded the gate, and brought Peter in. The woman said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the police had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing around it and warming themselves. Peter also was standing with them and warming himself. It was then the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and the temple where all Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who heard what I said to them. They know what I said. When he had said this, one of the police standing nearby struck Jesus on the face saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered, If I have spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Then Anna sent Jesus bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They asked him, you are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, did I not see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it, and at that moment, the cock crowed. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we did not gather this morning to hear a human word. We gathered to hear your word that speaks love, life, and grace to your people. So may everything that is human fall away 
And may we be left with your voice in our lives and in hearing you, may we turn again to the way of Christ. We ask this in his name. Amen. I've heard it said that you can measure every decision you make in this way. Will this decision bring me closer to Christ or further away? Will this decision and my use of the will, will it bring me closer to who Jesus is calling me to be or will it bring me further away? Now, I don't know that our Lord and Savior cares if I have grilled cheese after church or a ham sandwich. But I do know that the Lord God cares about how I conduct myself in relation to all things, into my food and how I share it. The Lord God cares if we are generous and if we are not. This is what the Lenten season is. It is a time to look at all of the decisions and actions of our lives and ask ourselves, is the way I am conducting myself in the world, is it bringing me closer to who Christ is calling me to be or is it bringing me further away? John's gospel is also something good to read when we are wrestling with those decisions because John speaks over and over again about the light that is Jesus Christ. That we are called to the light of Christ. That we should always be moving toward the light of Christ. That we should quit living our lives in shadow and darkness and that we should always turn again to the light of Jesus Christ. John's gospel is also worried about the question of who Jesus is. John wants everyone who reads his gospel to be able to say, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And John believes if you know who Jesus truly is, you will be his disciple in the world you won't be able to turn away from the truth of Jesus once you know who he fully is. And so we've seen this, these disciples walk with Jesus, learn from Jesus, and here we have Peter. Peter who has been in the garden and been rebuked because he has tried to defend Jesus with the sword. And Jesus says, that is not what I am calling you to be. And we have this story about Jesus as they go to the religious authorities. And we are told that Peter denies Jesus three times. Three times. In the synoptic gospels, those are the three that are the most alike, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. This story is told because it connects the prophecy where Jesus says, Oh, Peter, you will deny me. And we are told in those stories that, yes, he denied him three times. The cock crowed. And you remember that Jesus said this would happen. But in John's gospel, we just have the story of the denial. We see Peter having to make a decision about how to answer this question, are you his disciple? And it's curious because the first person who asks him is the slave girl, who is keeping the door, there isn't a reason for him to lie or deny to her. 
She has no power, none. Why would he deny Jesus to this girl? And we don't know the answer to that, but we know that he does. Are you his disciple? Oh, I am not. And then we see Peter, who is getting warm by the fire that the religious authorities have made. And they ask him, are you his disciple? And it makes a little more sense this time, right? They've got swords. Peter says, no, no, I'm not a disciple. And then we come to the slave who says, I'm pretty sure I saw you in the garden when you cut my cousin's ear, for lack of a better term. We know it's a family member. And Peter says, no, mm -mm, that wasn't me. Peter denies him three times. And we have often read this story as an indictment of Peter. Peter, who was so sure he knew who Jesus was. Peter, who was going to be Christ's faithful disciple, he denies them. Peter, why would you possibly do that? But in John's gospel, there's another way to read this story. And I imagine that Peter, when he says, I am not his disciple, I wonder if what Peter is saying is, I tried to be his disciple and I got it all wrong. Are you his disciple? Did you learn what he taught you? I did not. I wonder if instead of this being an indictment of Peter, this is Peter's confession. I tried to be a disciple and I got it all wrong. I even got it wrong in the garden. And now here I am and my Lord and Savior has just been struck by one of the guards. The passion narrative is about to begin. And I wonder if Peter is thinking, I don't even have a right to call myself a disciple because I've gotten so much wrong. Here's the good news. The good news is that Peter does indeed fail over and over again. The good news is that Peter has stood in the light of Christ and he has heard Christ's message of love and grace, but still yet he finds himself trying to warm himself around a fire that the guards have made. And he finds himself wondering if he got anything right. Are you this man's disciple? I don't know. I am not because nothing is turning out the way I thought it was. The good news is that Peter has failed as a disciple and still yet Christ redeems him. And still yet Christ says, I have seen your million decisions and your million actions that you have messed up over and over again and I also still see your worth and I'm going to build my church on you. I'm going to appear to you after the resurrection. I'm going to bring you into the light even when you are sure the only light can be found in the warmth of that fire. I'm going to bring you into the light because that's who Jesus Christ is. And he takes all of those failings and accepts them and forgives them and then also says, I still see your worth and you've got work to do. 
The question of the Lenten season, the question for you to take home with you, is where are you living in the light and where are you living in the darkness? What are the decisions of your life that are taking you further away from Christ instead of closer to Christ? You don't have to share that with anyone but you and God, but you have to ask the question, and you don't even have to be afraid of the answer because the Lord God says, I still call you my disciple, and I'm still going to build the church on you and on you and on you and on me, even in our imperfection. That's the good news of Peter's story. Peter, who gets so much wrong, Peter, who confesses even at the end, I'm not his disciple. I didn't learn the lessons because I have no idea what's going on and I'm afraid. And so I'm going to try and make some light out of this fire. But again, the Lord God forgives and calls Peter into the light to form the church. That is good news. So if you ask the question of what in your life is bringing you further away from Christ. If you ask the question, where in your life are you living in darkness more than in light? You don't have to be afraid of the answer because the Lord God accepts you and will forgive. And then God will say, now it's time to walk closer to the light because you are my disciple in all of your imperfection. And we as a church community We will be happy to welcome you again next Sunday and love you and build you up and accept you because we are the body of Christ together. May we all participate in a Lenten examination and may we bring it to God knowing that we are still called even in our imperfection. Thanks be to God and amen.